All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, June 16th of 2023, last show of the week here, heading into the weekend. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. It's a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. Questions can come in from support. You can reach us at support at sabersim.com. Questions come in live in the YouTube chat. Questions also come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there is a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. Get access to our similars. Get access access to our individual sport channels. Uh, a lot of the other SaberSim team members are around in the channels. So join it, uh, check it check it out, and uh, come and tune into the show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern here. But with that being said, looking ahead to today, it looks like we have a 14-game MLB slate. We have uh, golf showdowns continuing to run today through the weekend. Good luck to all of you with your cut sweats today. Uh, should be a fun one as the day winds down here. Uh, looking ahead to the weekend, you know, it is Father's Day on Sunday. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there that tune into this show. So no NASCAR on Sunday, but we do have Formula One with the Canadian Grand Prix, and we do have a 14-fight MMA card on Saturday. So plenty of DFS action coming at you over the next couple days. But with that being said, uh, got two questions here. One in the one came in from support, one in the Office Hours channel in Discord. We're going to hit those questions uh, not sure how long it's going to take us, but if anybody has a question on their mind, something that they've been uh, thinking about asking, now is the time to pull the trigger there and get that question in. But going to start with this one from support here. And question says, I had a quick strategy question. When looking at the build screen, how can you tell if a player or team is the leverage play? When I say leverage, I mean it in the traditional sense of a player or team going under-owned compared to their potential range of outcomes. From what I see currently, the leverage column here only shows my exposure to a player versus the fields. Instead, I'm looking for the plays I should roster because they are being under-represented here. Okay, so this is a really good question, and I'm going to uh, spin up a build here, get this build running so we can talk about this a little more, but... Uh, for the for the uh, longtime SaberSim viewers here, so we talk about this concept that we call a research build. It is a build where you are basically uh, trying to gather information from. Right, you may be adjusting some slider settings. You you're you're not running this as if this build is going to be your working build that you end up submitting your lineups from here. Right, so a couple different ways to do that. I'll walk through them here. I just wanted to have a build for us to work with, but. Basically, what a research build is, is when you come to your build screen, you turn on manual mode to adjust your sliders. So these are the default sliders for the contest here. Uh, but we talk about running a research build. Basically, what we are trying to do is uh, gather as much of the sim data as possible here. And one of the best ways to do that is to turn correlation to zero. Uh, what correlation slider does is it is basically like a multiplier where we are looking at the correlations uh, that players have to other players on their team at their highest range of outcomes, right? So if you click on Anthony Rizzo's name, you're going to see these default correlations here in this uh, 
pain here for, for him. So you see all the players that we are saying he is most highly correlated to, and then all the way down to players he is uh, negatively correlated to, right? This is from highest positive to descending here. And what, what this is, is this is their average correlation. So on average, across all of the Sims, uh, this is who Rizzo is most correlated to. We take that one step further when we build your lineups because we don't really care who Anthony Rizzo is correlated to when he goes 0 for 4, when he, you know, goes 0 for 3 with a walk, right? Those are those are uh, very, very low fantasy point outcomes here. And he's never going to get into your lineup if he has those type of outcomes in the Sims, right? But what we really care about is, hey, when Rizzo goes 2 for 4 with a home run and uh, a double, you know, who is he correlated to most at that point in time, right? So we are uh, artificially adjusting these players' fantasy point projections based on this correlation value to take advantage of this upside correlation, which we call it. And this is why building with SaberSim with no rules, with, uh, you know, no stacking rules, anything like that in the home screen, that you naturally get big, big uh, stacks here, right? Four fours. Five ones, five two one, five threes, uh, just just automatically here, right? So our correlation understanding helps us to give you those lineups right out of the gate. But we for the for the sake of this, we're going to turn this off, and then what we're going to do is we're going to increase sim diversity. There's two options here. You can do either sim diversity ten or sim diversity nine. Personally, for MLB, especially for these classic slates, I like to do sim diversity nine. The difference here is that Sim Diversity 10 is taking a single slate simulation and building you the optimal lineup for each individual lineup that is created. So we are simming each game one time, and then we are figuring out, you know, uh, what the best combination of players is based on how they did in that one sim of each game, and then building you the optimal lineup from there, right? Uh, the thing about MLB is that you're not, not going to need an optimal lineup to win, right? We need the winning lineup. And there are just so many lineups that can be created on an MLB slate. It is like incredibly, incredibly hard to, to get the optimal lineup. You're never really going to need it to win, right? So we want to figure out, okay, uh, what players are going to be in the most winning lineups? And doing a build on 0-9, what Sim Diversity 9 is going to do is it is going to take a uh, group of simulations for each game, say, say five simulations of each game, see how the players did across those five Sims, and then uh, take the average fantasy points from that as their new fantasy point uh, total when we go to figure out uh, who to put in your lineups, right? So the great thing about nine is that even if a player has an outlier game where they do really, really good, maybe hit like two home runs, but on average, they're a, they're a much worse player. Uh, that player is going to have to do good in the other four Sims in our example to still make it into your lineup, to still keep that average projection high enough where it is outweighing other potential plays, right? So getting a group of Sims, in in my opinion, is much better for these classic slates. So I think both are viable here, but I would do 0-9. And then this is going to be more of the, the kind of raw Sim outputs here. So let's assume that this build I ran is, is our 0-9 build. From here, what I want to do is I want to change my number of lineups up at the top to whatever this pool number is. So we requested 500. Uh, the builder has some logic where he can go uh, slightly above this number sometimes. So just peek at whatever this pool number is. For this example, it's 584. I'm going to change my number of lineups to 584. 
what this is going to do is basically it's going to recalculate my exposures and my leverage here. And it'll tell me um, what my new exposure is compared to this pool number and then what the leverage is on a pool level here, right? So maybe you're only playing 20 lineups. So normally you would just put 20 in your number of lineups, but we're trying to get some information, right? We're trying to do some research. So the more lineups you can look at, the better. Uh, if you're on the pro plan, I would do the same exact process, but I would do it with 5,000 lineups, uh, which is the most amount of lineups that you can build on the Saberson pro plan here. But put this to the max, whatever you can build. And then from here, you can come in and you could try and uh, make some interpretations about what the builder is saying, right? So one thing that I, I like to do at this point is sort by leverage, and this will show you positive leverage. And then you can also inversely sort, and you can look at negative leverage as well, right? So what positive leverage is going to show you is like, hey, what are the players that are coming up more often in my pool, but um, at a higher rate than their ownership, right? So what leverage is in, in, in our uh, definition of it is it is your exposure minus the ownership of the player. So 10.4% exposure to Sandoval minus 3% ownership leverage is positive 7.4 here. He is our highest positive leverage pitcher on the slate at the moment here. And then if we were to inversely sort by leverage, uh, you Darvish about 32% ownership exposure of 20%. So that puts him at right about right around negative uh, 12% leverage here so what we're saying is like hey we like you darvish less than the field does and then we like patrick sandoval more than the field does so this is how you would do it on like a player basis here and then if you jump over to your team stacks uh you could you could do the same thing but you don't have to really change anything right we have this stack pool exposure column i like to come in here and i like to just sort descending by this column you can see what teams are coming up most often here but to take this one step further, something that, that I really suggest people do if they're doing this exercise is go into the individual stack types and see what stacks uh, sizes these teams are coming from, right? So we have the Angels at 25% stack ownership. That's great, but do we have them in a bunch of two stacks, three stacks, four stacks, five stacks? So here they have 5% two stacks, 4% three stacks, 2% four stacks, and 14% five stacks here. So, so this is actually what I would want to see, right? Uh, Angels are our top exposure here, but they're also our top five stack exposure. I think this five stack exposure and four stack exposure columns are, are really important uh, because let's say that, you know, we have the Angels here at 25%, but 13% of that is coming from two stacks, right? So so are they as good of a play or, are, you know, are we just getting to uh, the Mike Trout, you know, Otani combos, uh, here and just playing a bunch of angels two stacks right so that's like an important distinction for me uh i think that you could find some outliers by doing this right some teams that might slip through the cracks here and i'm not really seeing anybody maybe houston here is like a decent example so houston is our fourth ranked five stack here but if you were to go to the all tab you know you might lose them because they are one two three four five six seven eight they are nine teams down on this all stacks tab, right? So uh, maybe Houston is is a team that is not uh, being noticed as much on that all tab, but they are actually like a maybe like a sneakier good play, right? But then it gets kind of weird, right? They're not a huge four stack either, but but those are the discrepancies that I'm looking for by going through these individual tabs. So running some type of research build, 
looking at the entire pool of lineups, looking at your stack pool exposures, and uh, figuring out what teams or players you're positive or negative leverage on is the best way to do some research to figure out, you know, what plays might not be might not be being played enough. Uh, that is the best way to use SaberSim as a research tool here. Uh, one other thing I did want to mention, I like running this 0-9 for pitchers specifically here. Uh, I don't mind running this for batters too, but, you know, because correlation is so high by default here at, at a 10 on this big slate here, I'm okay even running like a modified correlation build where you are reducing the effects of correlation, but you're still leaving correlation on to some extent because you're mostly trying to research stacks, right? So allowing correlation to have some effect, but not the total impact that it normally has can, I think, get you a similar result here. So I think zero nine or uh, some modified correlation like five, nine, four, nine, something like that are, are both okay. Right. But I wouldn't draw any, uh, I, I would, I would try not to run the five, nine for my pitchers uh, just because I, I uh, prefer not to look at the correlation for the pitchers. So I'm okay running like two research build, two research builds. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to have a huge impact anyway. You know, Patrick Sandoval to Mike Trout is his highest positive correlation of 0.05. So 0.05 is, is not that high here. Um, so I don't think that's going to be a huge deal overall. But just some thoughts on how to figure out, you know, plays that might be underrepresented and, and figure out how to find some of those nuggets here. So really good question that came in from support. We will get a timestamp recording of this uh, question being answered back over to you. So thank you for that question. All right, uh, jumping over to the Office Hours channel. And we have one question here, then we're going to jump over to the YouTube chat. See a lot of people rolling in. How is it going, everybody? Hope everybody's having a good Friday here. Uh, if you guys have any questions, now is a great time to get those in. Okay, question from Jay Sams Jr. When someone runs a trial build and the Sims are done, are the lineups that are produced have the players with the highest upside according to SaberSim? Okay, so really good question. So basically, Jay Sams Jr. is saying, hey, if I log into SaberSim, I just, you know, come on, run a build, no, no changes here. Am I looking at the highest upside lineups here. So the answer to your question is what, what we are giving you is what we believe to be the best lineups for your contest. Right. And the reason I make that distinction is because if you come in, if you uh, come to the lineup sort, you click on the sorting metric for the contest that you're playing. Uh, this, this formula is going to tell you what we are optimizing your lineups based on how many variables what are the weights of these variables, et cetera, here, right? So for, for this large slate, 10 to 50 K contest on this big 14 game slate, uh, our formula consists of the average projection of the lineup or the sum projection of the lineup, the 99th percentile of the lineup and the, a negative weight on the average adjusted ownership here. So what we were saying is like, hey, you need a mix of um, high projection, higher upside, and negative um, a negative weight on adjusted ownership, which is basically like an ownership metric, right? So we're saying, you know, you you want lower owned plays, you want high upside plays, but you want to combat that by still having a decent uh, sum projection for the lineup as a whole here. So this is the result of us doing back testing and figuring out what variables at what weights lead to the highest ROI for lineups uh, on average, right? So, so we do 
uh, simulations and back testing to figure out what our Sabre scores are here. Uh, if you are looking for, you know, the raw highest scoring potential, right? So I would switch to percentiles. Uh, this is the variable that is being used, but it is being used at uh, out only at a 0.7 rate, right? So it's uh, seven tenths of, of the actual strength here, along with other variables, right? But you're saying, hey, you know, I want to come in here. I don't care about ownership. I don't care about average projection. I just want to use, I just want to play the highest upside lineups possible. What I would do is switch your sorting metric to a percentile. And then, you know, let's say you're using 99th. So what 99th means, uh, the way that we come up with these percentiles is we look at this. So, so the lineups get created by the builder and then the lineups get moved to the pool. Uh, when the lineups get moved to the pool, what we do is we look at this combination of players that have been generated in this lineup. And then we um, basically, we we look at how this combination did across all of the Sims. So we go, hey, when when Gosman, you Darvish, the, this five stack of the Angels and this three stack of the Pirates are all together here. Uh, how do they score over all of the Sims? And then this is how we create our lineup percentiles. So what we're saying is that, hey, 1% of the time across the Sims, this exact group of players scores 184.5 points or more. And then it's 5% of the time they score 160.45 points, right? So those are what the percentiles are um, explaining here. The great part about this is because we're looking at the lineup as a whole, uh, these these outcomes are a lot more representative of what you're going to see in your contest, right? So you're you're not really going to see in an MLB lineup a, a, a lineup where each individual player has a ceiling outcome, right? It's usually going to be a mix. You might have a five stack of the Angels. Uh, four Angels might do good. One guy might get a walk and a run, and he has four points, right? Uh, one player might hit two home runs. Might, one guy might have you know a single and and uh, two singles maybe, and, and closer to his average projection, right? So by looking at the players, by looking at the lineup as a whole, I, instead of individual pieces of these players, we're much, uh, it's much more representative of what you're going to see in your contest. So this is the best way to see the highest upside lineups here. The What Sabre score is going to show you is the best lineups for the specific contest that you're optimizing for. So just a small distinction there. Okay, really good question there. Jumping over to the YouTube chat. A uh, question from Big Dog said, is there a way to limit batters no more than two batters away? Example, batters one, three, four, five, not one, five, eight, nine. Uh, so what you can do, so so two thoughts on this. So if this is something that you are set on, um, one way to do this would be to create a stacking rule and then adjust the batting order spots. Like, hey, I know that I want to play uh, five stack in all of my lineups, but I do not want to play, you know, lineups, uh, spots seven and eight or something like that. Right. So you can control it this way. There is not a way to do exactly what you are asking here. Uh, people come in and, 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 you know, kind of mention this from time to time here. I'm actually against this idea. And, and the reason for that specifically is because we understand who's in the lineup we understand what order they're in in the lineup. Let me put a filter on here. And we understand the correlations to those players, right? So let's go and look at Anthony Rizzo, like we talked about earlier here. So his highest positive correlations are Glaber Torres, 
Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMayhew. And Glaber Torres hits directly before Rizzo. DJ LeMayhew hits directly after Rizzo. And then Giancarlo Stanton hits uh, right before Torres, right? So it was uh, Torres, Stanton, LeMayhew. LeMayhew and Stanton are uh, different by 0.01 here. But if if we were to look at you know Rizzo compared to Billy McKinney here from spot four to seven, uh, Billy McKinney is down here you know at zero point zero nine. So the the builder understands that you know Rizzo's highest correlations are going to be the players closest to him in the lineup, but that does not mean that he is not correlated to other players in the lineup. And the 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 uh, size of this correlation slider is only going to uh, exemplify that, bring that out further, right? So correlation is high at 10 and Glaber Torres, LeMahieu and Stanton are his highest correlations. Then it makes sense that, you know, he's probably going to end up in lineups with those guys the most. However, there are times in the Sims where, you know, Rizzo might be um, optimal with other Yankee hitters, right? And I actually think I, I really think that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Doing these like unconventional stack types where your batters are kind of far away from each other is a great way to get different from the field, especially when the when the players on that team are very chalky, right? So um, it doesn't look like Yankees are, are super chalky here, but in this five stack, we're seeing two, three, four, five, six. So not really what I was looking for. Um, in that first lineup, it was a three stack, but I think it was a fine example just for what we're trying to show here. So we have a three stack of the Yankees here. We have Stanton at two, Rizzo at four, and then we have Anthony Volpe uh, at nine here, right? So this two, four, nine lineup, kind of weird, uh, but it could be a way to get different, right? And I think a lot of people make a mistake uh, by not playing some of these guys lower in the order here. So the only reason that they're coming up in this fashion is because, you know, this was, uh, th these players just had multiple Sims where they did well together. And then the salaries fit with the stacks and the correlations. So, um, I, I would, uh, challenge you to, to rethink some of that reasoning as to why you feel that way. And then just understand that, you know, SaberSim understands that the correlations to batters close to each other are higher. And that is being taken into account in the correlations and also by the correlation slider here. So I uh, hope that eases your, your uh, mind on that specific topic. But next question from AK. AK said, there used to be an option to limit all player exposures before running Sims. Is there a way to do this still? I like this for MMA. Uh, yes, there is. So in the build screen, when you click on your build settings here, uh, this max exposure in the build settings, this is a global max exposure. So rather than, you know, coming in here and having to set a max exposure for every single player on the slate can be incredibly time consuming. If you just set this max exposure to, you know, 80% and then hit run build, uh, this will put a global max exposure on every single player. So you only have to set this once and then it is set for every player in the pool. So that is how you do that. All right, this is our last question from Marvin at the moment. Uh, if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in. Looks like we still have a healthy crowd watching us here, so uh, hope we can keep the show going. Marvin said, thanks for the follow-up to that leverage question. Second part, does the research build very sports sport, say League of Legends, for example? Uh, so good, really good question. Um, I would say that some sports, you, you 
I think the 0.9010 is uh, sport wide here. The correlation one, that modified correlation one that I did, I would only do that for NBA here. I'm, I'm sorry. I would only do that for MLB where correlation is so high. You could probably make a case for doing that for hockey as well, right? These high correlation sports, you can do that. Uh, I think the thing about league here is that, you know, sim diversity is is really high kind of uh, by default here. And then the other thing is that, you know, depending on the size of the slate, this is like a five game slate. Um, I would say let let the sim diversity guide you. So like if your sim diversity is is nine or ten on the default sliders, uh, I think I think I think good rule of thumb if your sim diversity is at ten on default sliders, regardless of correlation, always run the research build on ten, and then just be aware of like how many players are in the player pool here, right? So sometimes with league you get these like two game slates, three game slates, uh, a lot smaller in general here, right? Five games is like pretty large. So on a five game slate, like today, uh, I'm okay running it at nine, but just, uh, be aware of where your sliders are. And then you can toggle back and forth between nine and 10 here. So just kind of take it on a slate by slate basis, smaller the slate, the more likely I am to use 10 bigger, the slate, the more likely I am to use nine here. I think that is probably a good rule of thumb. All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions at the moment, had questions from support, had questions from Office Hours channel, had questions in the YouTube chat. Uh, while we wait for any last questions here, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, you guys should really be taking advantage of it. Uh, we started a partnership with Owner's Box at the beginning of the MLB season here. First major optimizer to support Owner's Box. And the contests uh, continue to overlay. Contests are generally softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings FanDuel or Yahoo, a lot of the best players are not playing over on owner's box. The great thing about the overlay is that those are percentage points that you do not have to win back, right? When you enter your DraftKings contest and the contest fills, DraftKings is taking 15% of the prize pool automatically, right? So your $10 entry is now worth $8.5 and you have to win that 15% back and then, and then you can start winning profit, right? But on owner's box, the contests have been overlaying a lot. You can find full overlay where they are paying you to play the contest. Your $5 entry turns into $6.13 when the contest starts. Uh, your um, If you find re no rake or reduced rake, those are percentage points that you did not have to earn back from the site, right? So contest selection, super important. I think Orange Box is a great thing to take advantage of uh, while they remain a smaller DFS site. And then if you use promo code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up, get a $500 deposit bonus, and then we will track your entry fees. And then you get earn free months of SaberSim just by playing on their site. And then each time you hit one of these pay, uh, this uh, entry fee thresholds here, we will reach out to you and ask you if you want to claim that prize. If you do claim the prize, we will reset your tracking to zero and there is no limit on the amount of credit that you can earn. So I think this is a great thing to take advantage of while it lasts here. Um, and then it looks like we have one more follow-up from Marvin. So we're going to hit this here. Jump back to Sabersim. Marvin said, and would that be uh, at zero correlation for a small slate in league as a rule of thumb for that research build? Uh, yeah, I think I think that you can never go wrong with zero correlation. I think that, you know, in these super high correlation sports like MLB, NHL, um, it's okay to run modified correlation. I know league is like pretty correlated as well, but I think even, you know, on a big slate like this five gamer, uh, correlation is still at six. It's high, right? But it's not uh, NHL, MLB high, right? So even if you want to do a modified correlation for league, uh, run both and see what you like, right? So so chopping that correlation in half 
or doing correlation at zero. I would run both and see what the differences are. See, see which ones you uh, prefer, which ones pass the eye test for you. So just some food, food for thought there. But uh, all right, everybody. Um, one last time, happy father's day to all the fathers out there, uh, who tune into the show. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys. I hope you guys all have a really good weekend here. We will be right back here Monday for our next show. If you guys are building lineups over the weekend, question pops in your head, drop it in the office hours channel. Let it sit there until Monday. Uh, that'll get us a steady queue of questions to get started with at the beginning of next week. But until then, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.